1: Hej och jättigt välkommen till Travel News podcast. Idag så ska ni få vara med när jag intervjuar Ryanaires kommersiella chef Jason McGuinness. Han pratar på som bara den och ja, det är lite dåligt ljud på intervjun. eller det kommer lite störnings ut, men jag tycker ändå att det är intressant att höra en flygbolagsdirektör berätta hur han ser på sin verksamhet och konkurrenssituationen. Han missar inte ett tillfälle att prata illa om sina konkurrenter. SAS och Norwegian och hur Sveriges regering borde gjort istället för att ge Sveriges största flygbolag eh, ekonomiskt stöd. Ryanair har idag 56 linjer ut från Arlanda och målet är 150 linjer och jag man vill gärna ha en massa fler flygplan här och bli det största flygbolaget. Lyssna så får ni veta hur det kommer gå till kanske. So why are we here? Why we here, we well, here
2: for our winter, so can you give them a copy please? Yeah. So we're here for our winter schedule. Now we have two anniversaries, our 25 year anniversary in Sweden and our one year anniversary in Arlanda. So we started this time last year with two aircraft. Uh, I'm pleased to say that increased to four aircraft during the summer, two of which were our new um, A200s. Our, that's our newest aircraft which are I'm sure you've heard it all before but I'm going to tell you nonetheless eight more seats burn 16 percent less fuel and reduce noise, noise how emissions many percent by, you said 16 uh, percent burn so it burns 16 percent less fuel uh, but carries eight more passengers than our current aircraft and uh, reduces noise emission by 40 percent so they're extraordinary aircraft I know the street Abbey guys here are very very happy with them they are probably the most uh, efficient uh, aircraft in the skies at the moment. So they're an extraordinary aircraft. And just for the context there, we've actually uh so during COVID, we increased our order from 135 of those aircraft to 210. So very very different approach to COVID than every other airline. So what we did during COVID is um those extra aircraft meant we actually increased our passenger targets for each year out to 2026 so by 2026 we now expect to carry 225 million passengers and just for context this year uh, our target pre-COVID was 150 million that's for the 12 months to March 23 we increased that during COVID to 165 million and there just I think about two to three weeks ago uh, we increased our projected passenger numbers for this year to 166.5 million so I think we're the only airline in Europe who's increasing passenger targets this year. And I'm, I'm sure you follow our monthly... Um, do you see our monthly passenger numbers and monthly load factors, etc. cetera? i uh, oh, sorry, if you don't know, no, yeah. it's not a test. So I'm not <laughs> expecting you to. So just, just for instance, to give you, a, a, um, I suppose, some context on this at the moment, we're operating a 15% larger schedule now. Sorry, for Ryanair Network, our schedule is 15% larger now than summer 19. So just for context, we carried almost 16 million passengers in June at a 95% load factor. And then July and August, we carried almost 17 million passengers in both months at a 96% load factor. So just for context, you have other airlines who don't actually give you those monthly numbers. And we all know what's going on at SAS at the moment. Where, Who knows on a daily basis how many flights they're cancelling, but we think they're probably... In Sweden, about forty percent uh, smaller than they were prior to COVID. Norwegian are probably somewhere in the region of thirty to forty percent smaller. So, in terms of us, you've seen none of the issues you've seen with the other airlines across Europe. We're fully crewed, uh, despite operating a schedule that's fifteen percent larger than prior to COVID. So, we're the first. We're one of the things we're very proud of this summer. is we're the first European airline to ever operate over three thousand flights in a single day. So, we've been doing that consistently. Um, Across this summer, so the recovery has been very, very strong, um, very, very strong. Driven, uh, I would say, uh, like you are well aware of our um, of our low fares proposition that people love. But I think what people have really appreciated this summer is our reliability. I think we have, by a, without a shadow of a doubt, have been the most re- the most reliable airline in Europe and perhaps the world this summer. And that's why we're seeing in terms of demand in Sweden is um, extraordinary because we have SAS and Norwegian passengers in their droves flocking to us. Our load factors from Sweden this year have been very, very good. And that's why we are um, announcing these 15 new winter routes for... Uh, for Sweden this uh, so today that's 56 routes in total 56 isn't it i've got confused all numbers 56 routes in total which is our largest ever Sweden schedule so just for context prior to covid we probably had 2.5 million passengers in sweden we'll probably carry well over 4 million passengers this year so that's that's probably over 70% growth isn't it um yeah. With the context, of SAS are forty percent smaller. Uh, Norwegian probably forty percent smaller as well. And cancelling flights as on on, on, uh, on a daily basis. So I so thought that's just a overall summary of uh, the market. Um, the market, the European aviation market has changed post COVID. The European market is going to be smaller. There's no doubt at all about that. And now what we have is across Europe, there is a very very competitive uh, market amongst airports. For capacity, because there's simply less capacity across Europe. Ryanair is the only airline with a, with growth plans. As I say, we're planning to grow to two hundred twenty five million passengers in twenty twenty six. And just for context, that means we're going to create six thousand jobs over the next five years. So that six thousand jobs is um, pilots, cabin crew, engineers, all highly paid uh, jobs. So that gives you context for what's going on in on a Ryanair versus. Um, Let's talk about the, the, the Scandinavian aviation market, uh, which is in, if I should be polite, uh, polite say, in flux with SAS, etc., at the moment, when we look at what's happening um, with the bankruptcy proceedings. Uh, the one point, what was it, 1.4 billion that was handed over to SAS? I'd have to ask the question, Where is that money gone? What has the Swedish and Danish taxpayer got for that? I know I was in Denmark yesterday. There seemed to be a lot of unhappy Danish people with SAS. I assume the same is in, is in Sweden. Um, we said from the beginning of this, we've been here. What both, uh, what the Swedish government has, should have done, rather than handing 1.4 billion of uh, this, I would say unlawful state aid to to uh, to SAS, which they've got no return on, and bear in mind no environmental conditions attached to that aid either. What should have been put in place is open, um, open and transparent traffic recovery sk- um, incentives that would be open to everyone. And sorry, just to that, not just to Ryanair to all airlines who recovered traffic at Swedish airports. Like, if you look at the moment, the the Sweden um, airport network is anywhere between 20 and 30% below what it was prior to COVID. If we look, to be fair, we're, we're, we're big... Um, how should I say? We don't always. We, we are... Um, we give our Irish government a hard time, but if I look in terms of the incentive scheme they put in place this year to recover traffic, they put in place an incentive scheme, again, open to air, all airlines that incentivized all airlines to recover traffic and what happened was Dublin airport is now larger than it was prior to Covid.
1: I heard uh, you saying you're going to recruit 2000 new pilots Mm -hmm. uh, in Europe. Yes, that's right. Uh, Are there so many free pilots and how many of them will come to Sweden?
2: Sorry, can you re- re- run that by me again?
1: You, you said... Uh, you said, It's 6,000
2: people in total, yes, t- t- probably about 2,000 pilots. Roughly, yeah, yeah, 2,000 pilots. Yeah, how
1: many of them will... Sorry, where will you find them, and how many of them will be in Sweden?
2: Well, fine, find. we have a queue of pilots waiting to get into Ryanair at the moment, so we have no problem finding it. In terms of Sweden, sorry, to answer your question, I don't know. Sorry, that depends on, That depends on our growth in Sweden, and that growth is wholly dependent on... Um, uh, sensible uh, low cost airport charges like at the moment to put, uh, to put it in context we have 4 million passengers in Sweden there is no reason that Ryanair couldn't have up to 10 million passengers in Sweden we have 5 based aircraft in Sweden that could easily be 20 based aircraft However, that's all subject to com- competitive airport charges. And again, I bring it back to the point that Sweden is competing against all air- all uh, nat- all nations across Europe and all airports across Europe for this capacity. So ultimately, uh, some of this will dep- depend on what do Swedavia want. Do they want to grow their network back? it's up to
0: them really maybe just out of yeah. the pilots i Go think on. where we're quite unique as well is like Ryanair has its own training academy so mm. we've about like 19 simulators that we own outright a mixture of boeing 800s boeing max air a200s and airbus a320s so we have those spread across dublin the uk um, italy and spain so we actually train a large portion of our pilots the six thousand number you reference that's about, each aircraft we take delivery of takes a crew of about 30 between pilots and cabin crew. So that's about 200 of the aircraft um, that we're placing. So the jobs go exactly where the aircraft go. So every aircraft that, Arla- Irlanda has four aircraft, it effectively employed 120 people directly with those aircraft. So if, if Sweden wants those jobs, it needs to get the aircraft. It's as simple as that.
1: When you open new lines, uh, what's important
0: When
1: you when you want to open a new line, how do you decide where to go? Cost.
2: It's it, we really are you we really are uh, we are really driven wholly by cost because it's the only metric, the only thing that we can actually control. You're you're probably well aware, aware of our load factor, active yield, passive approach. So what that is, we have a load factor targets for each route. We will sell the the, um, the number of passengers that we want to get to on a particular flight. And it really doesn't matter to us what the fare is. What we want to do is fill each seat on each flight. So the most important factor to us is cost. And that's why, I, again, I do come back to it in terms of looking at Sweden, uh, a market which I think is uh, grossly underserved at the moment. If I if I compare ours... Um, uh, if I, just to give you one example of what we've done during COVID, we now have close to 800 routes initially. We have 56 in Sweden. Now, yeah, the... I appreciate the countries are slightly uh, different sides, but that just to give you uh, some context in terms of what we're doing. We're now the largest airline in the UK, Spain, Italy, and uh, at least another 10, uh, 10 countries across Europe. So I really have to emphasise how competitive this market is at the moment, in that there is simply less capacity in Europe. A lot of this capacity is never coming back, bear in mind, because the likes of SAS are never going to recover to where they were pre-COVID. Never. It's just not happening. So, Swedavia is competing against airports across Europe. So, competitive airport charges are key to this. If we want Sweden to reach its potential and get to 10 million passengers with Ryanair, rather than than 56 routes, let's talk about 150 routes.
1: And when you compare the affairs here at Sudovia with other airports in Europe... Is it Sweden most expensive, or in the middle, or can you say anything
2: about that? I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go into the commercial details of our our, our costs here. What I can say is, what's key is competitive charges? That's mm-hmm. what key
1: when you move from scots to to here to Ireland, it must happen something with the prices can you say something about no, that no sorry. look
2: that was at least a year ago that's that's dead and gone at this stage yes. we, we moved well over a year ago yes. like in terms of we have a good relationship with swedavia they're very good business people they're practical business people and they understand that they're in a competitive environment and i have to say I stress a very competitive environment i don't know it's right now yeah no i think, think it's great. it's
0: like in terms of if you really, if you really want to find the answer, the the, the entire scheme is published. Um, I think what you'll see is that Sweet Addy is something similar that Dublin and Zagreb, um, other capital cities across Europe, did. Was they changed how they incentivized airlines? So, like every airport, it's quite normal it would have an incentive scheme to kind of do what it needs airlines to do to make the airport better. So I assume Sweet Addy recognised that they would have SAS and Norwegian leaving large gaps in the airport. So so Swedadia this year is down about 15%, 16% in capacity terms. So they needed to incentivize airlines to grow. So in their public scheme, again, which anyone can have, um, it's quite now tiered towards rewarding airlines to grow passengers at the airport. Um, And I think that's the kind of message to airports that Ryanair tends to send. No one can grow at the rate we can grow because no one has the fleet we have. So where there's airports that are interested in incentivizing growth, we normally come in. And that's why you've probably seen, you know, it started two aircraft last winter. And then by the time it gets to summer, there's another two aircraft. Because we'll just keep growing.
1: What do you say about the domestic market in Sweden? Your planes are rather big. Uh, Is it it going? Will you increase on the air? From Stockholm to Gothenburg and Stockholm to Malmö for example will there be more Look, we're, 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 we're in the
2: middle of our summer 23 planning at the moment so like, we're, we will uh, we will um, be deciding that in in the short term in terms of summer 23 schedule by and large I have to say in terms of in terms of domestic international routes they done exceptionally well and I think the reason they have gone well like I have to say the load factor has been exceptionally good and the reason for that is that SAS and Norwegian passengers are flocking to us in their droves for the reliability. Uh, it's reliability, it's the low fares, you're travelling on the newest aircraft which best service and best on time performance. And that's what you really want. I think people sometimes forget like when people get on an airplane they just want to go somewhere. No one likes actually going to an airport and no one likes getting on an airplane. They just want to get there on time. Uh, with a reliable carrier, which Ryanair is, by far and away, Europe's most reliable airline. And that's why, and so we're seeing that across the piece in terms of, um, we're clearly, even though the summer recovery has been strong, clearly the winter, there are, um, there are, when you look across the winter, there, we're a little bit cautious in the winter because you have a cost of living crisis, you have a energy crisis, you have po- a possible re-emergence of corona, so... We are. Our outlook for winter is reasonably cautious. But what we're already seeing is passengers across Europe, uh, former legacy carrier passengers, um, be it SAS, BA, etc., who've had a horrific summer of cancellations, cancellations on the day, bear in mind. And those passengers are flocking in their droves to us for the low fares and the reliability. Like And, sorry, and how do I know that? You can see it in our load factors. Like July... 17, almost 17 million passengers August almost 17 million passengers and 96%
1: load factors like it, the proof is in the pudding here so what will happen in the European market the when was, will be consolidation that everybody talks about when will it happen well if I knew that
2: I'd also give you the lateral numbers <laughs> <laughs> sorry we look in terms, of, we think in terms of a lot of the consolidation still has to play out. Um, I think it's been somewhat hampered by the state aid that we've had during the corona crisis, which I think we're now possibly over 30 billion and counting. Although I would question what any of these countries have got back in return. The obvious case being here in Sweden, where uh, the, sport of the uh, Swedish and Danish, hard-pressed Swedish and Danish taxpayers have pumped well over 1.4 billion in SAS, I really don't know what they've gotten returned. Like, can anyone tell me what they've gotten returned? Uh, no, we cannot. No, That's I right. that's—I'm right. not—that I just don't know. And the really the thing that um, I I—I'm I, really shocked about with all this state of the aid as well. There was no environmental conditions attached, none whatsoever. So you have an airline like Ryanair, who received no state aid during Corona, who's investing in the newest aircraft. Back to our 210 aircraft order investing in the newest possible technology to grow sustainably so sorry coming back to your question in terms of consolidation i think it's been held up by this stage over 30 billion but what we now is have is these flag carriers who um are coming off the state aid but still have their product isn't there the likes of sas who have 30 to 40 percent reduced capacity in sweden
0: and once the state aid t- A- tap comes off Like it did in Italy Then that's when it happens Your Air France, KLM and Delta Are, are mm. trying to take out ETA at the moment So, And that was once the Italian taxpayer realised it no longer wanted mm. to fund An unnecessary national so carrier so. The
2: poor Italian taxpayer has given 13 billion To Alitalia over its lifetime
0: So I think the Swedes I think now have uh, they said have- no more To SAS right. um,
2: Absolutely the right thing We have time for
1: one one last question.
0: Uh,
1: Make it a good one. <laughs> now we're all good. Yeah, now they're all good. Yeah, uh, good. When, uh, what do you think will happen uh, tomorrow? We're yeah. to going to Gothenburg. And I looked at you, and there is like one or two. When. Do you think you will have like? When will it be more traffic between in, in domestic in Sweden? More I, la, more planes. Look, so it's
2: a good. It is a very it is a good last question. I think that's wholly it took, and it closes off what we we're talking about. That's wholly dependent on Swedavia and the competitive airport uh, competitive airport costs. Um, as you say, it is um, it is a very very competitive market. Sweden is competing against an all forty like just to give you some context we're we're, across, we're operating across forty countries at the moment. We operate at, what we have two over two and a half thousand routes during the summer uh, across ninety bases. so the market is incredibly competitive so the key to growing Swedish traffic and growing it to the level it, that it should be at and recovering the market and only bear in mind only Ryanair can really do this because SAS and Norwegian can't do it is competitive airport charges which i'm hopeful that the Avia management team i think they're a professional team they get that i don't know, Ray, mm. you're you're more you are actively involved with them the key to growing this market growing domestic market is competitive airport charges and it really is that simple
1: Ja, vi beklagade det dåliga ljudet här eh, under intervjun men jag tycker ändå att man fick veta hur de tänker. Det var alltså Ryanairs kommersiella chef Jason McGuinness och deras planeringschef som heter Ray Kelleher. Ja, eh, vill du lyssna med på Travelins podcast så tycker jag att du ska prenumerera på podcasten och gör du det så får du naturligtvis veta direkt när det kommer något nytt som du kan lyssna på och bakåt till systemet så finns det hur många intervjuer som helst med höjdare i resindustrin läs även travelnews.se varje dag där vi uppdaterar med ungefär 5-10 nyheter varje dag och varje morgon klockan 8 så kommer nyhetsbrevet med det senaste nytt prenumerera tycker jag ha en bra dag och så hörs vi snart igen